0: Welcome to the Awakened Pregnancy Podcast. I am your host, conception, pregnancy, and motherhood coach, Kate Cattle. Each week, alongside my captivating guests, I bring you a variety of topics to support your own mama awakening. From preconception to motherhood, this podcast is for the mama or mama-to-be who knows deep down that this is just the beginning for her. Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome to another episode of the Awakened Pregnancy Podcast. I am so happy to be back recording and sharing this podcast with you. I would love to know how you're enjoying the show, what you're loving, what you'd love to see more of. Uh, If you are wanting to leave a review, I always celebrate those coming in. I love when I see that there are new comments about the show, but if there's anything you want to chat to me about that you would love to see on the show, uh, feel free to always come over and chat with me on social media. Instagram is where I am most prominent and available. So come on over and chat there. Otherwise, I am super excited to be sharing today's guest with you. I'm so excited for you to meet Elle Louise McBride. She is a force to be reckoned with in the world of neuro self-care. With a holistic approach that blends various modalities, Elle empowers women and young adults to live their best lives and reach their full potential. As a Havening Techniques practitioner, Elle is sought after for her expertise and is dedicated to bringing awareness to the impact of trauma and providing tools for release. She co-founded The Enlightened Co. in 2019, offering one-on-one sessions, retreats, workshops and more to help individuals overcome their obstacles and reach their goals. Elle is also a gifted writer and speaker, sharing her wisdom and inspiration with the world. Her mission is to help people understand that the root of unhappiness lies in the belief of not being enough and to provide the tools and support needed to overcome their belief. In today's episode, Elle helps us understand the way that our nervous system works and how the chemical reactions impact our brain and how we function, how we live our life. She talks about trauma and how that impacts our life moving forward. And at the end of today's episode, she walks us through a beautiful havening technique. And I share my experience with that as well, including the experience that I'm working to release through the havening uh, container that she takes us through. I find Elle to be such a grounded Human. She is, I mean, you'll hear it in her voice straight away. She just has this beautiful way of helping you feel so calm, soothed, and grounded. And she really holds space in a way that I haven't experienced before. She is such a beautiful human being with a massive amount of knowledge. Like she is, she is a smart woman. (laughs) And the way that she shares is really, uh, it's really easy to understand and apply to your own life. So I can't wait for you to meet her. I really know in my heart that you're going to love this episode and I'm really excited for you to try the havening technique at the end. So make sure you come and let her and I know how that goes for you or feel free to leave a review in the uh, Apple podcast review section as well. I'd be super grateful. So that is definitely enough from me. I'm going to stop telling you about Elle and just let you meet her. Hi Elle, welcome to the Awaken Pregnancy Podcast. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today.
1: As am I. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's such a pleasure. So I've obviously shared your beautiful bio. So everybody has a little bit of an understanding of who you are and what you're about. But like I said, I really can't wait to dive into your area of expertise and understanding Havening a little bit more and how we can care for ourselves in a beautiful, intentional way with this amazing practice. So I, as we spoke about before we started recording, I get a lot of questions when I speak about the nervous system, uh, you know, over on socials. And it's something that I have. A real interest in myself because it's something I really didn't understand like for a lot of my life and it's made a big difference to how I feel. I also am super fascinated by neuroscience and how the brain works and how we can use that to our benefit and I know that you are so wonderful at helping us understand that a little bit more. So let's kind of start at the beginning, I guess, for anybody who doesn't understand the nervous system and how it works and why we need to understand it, can you kind of unpack that a little bit for us and your take on how we can nurture it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, hello, and I'm, I'm so happy to be here and to explain things in a bit more of like a basic term because the nervous system is a complex network of cells and tissues and organs that help us to coordinate and control the activities of the body. It is um, such a a big part of, of all of us and to break it down into just understanding the factors of how we can support the nervous system and what actually controls the nervous system because we have all of these different organs and everything going on within us but there's something that's then deeper and controlling that. And so in kind of basic terms, the nervous system is the electrical warning system warning system. It's transmitting signals between the brain and the rest of the body and the brain acts as the central console, uh, control center. Right? So it's the um, like you, when you think of a control room, right? It's got all of the buttons and all of the signals and so it's sending out instructions to the rest of the body through nerves and the nerves are like wires within our body transmitting signals to muscles and organs and causing them to move or function in a certain way. The nervous system is truly regulated by just different and and many different factors. And that's why I love the technique of Havening techniques so much because Havening in itself is a therapeutic technique that applies physical touch, a gentle stroking motion of different areas of the body that changes the dominant brain frequency. And so it increases the helpful hormones that we have like serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine and and GABA. And originally Havening was founded and, and created as amygdala depotentiation modalities. So as we speak about the nervous system, the nervous system is controlled by the different chemical signals that we have. We have the uh, nervous system that uses neurotransmitters and other chemicals to communicate between neurons that we have. And there's a saying in neuroscience, the neurons that wire together, fire together. Sorry, the neurons that fire together, wire together. I'm a little bit dyslexic, so sometimes things get back to front. (laughs) And so (laughs) for it, it's, it's this part of us that these chemical signals can, regulate these, these neurons, right? They're, they're, they're leading and changing the behavior that we have. So the psychological responses that we have can often be chemical signals. And the nervous system, when people are feeling dysregulated, it's the chemicals that are being released. Now we can control those chemicals. As I just mentioned within Havening, we can create those feel good, happy hormones that we need. So hormone signals are uh, another example. Cortisol and stress is the way that the nervous system tells us that something's, something's up, something's not okay. There's the amygdala that essentially affects every part of us. It's the fear and the anxiety response. And so to in order to support our hormones, whether or not we're a, a mum, whether or not we're a corporate woman, whether or not we're on a fertility journey the hormones the more relaxed we are in our hormonal state the more at peace we can be and our Mm. body is either in a stress response or it's in homeostasis right we're either in rest and digest or we're in a stress response we're in fight or flight and that's the amygdala that is sending off those alarm systems
0: Mm, it's so interesting and i think The thing that I feel like I want to highlight here for anybody who's listening, we live in a society where we are constantly given the opportunity to go into fight or flight. Like we have this constant opportunity to go into this like jacked up nervous system state where we feel, you know, like what you said, like that anxiousness and, you know, however that presents for you. And so if you're like, if you're listening and you're like, okay, I think I, you know, I think that I'm often in that state. Don't be hating on yourself about that. Like we really do live in a society where that is a constant invitation for us is to be in that state and we don't really get taught how to do anything differently. You know, we don't, it's not like this is something we learn as a child typically. Hopefully that's changing with, mm-hmm. um, you know, with with so much intention coming through in our generation now as parents, but, you know, it's not something that we've learned. And so for many of us, we, we can often think there's something wrong with us because we're, you know, we, we're constantly in this state of this anxiousness and, you know, like you said, we're, we're, we're releasing these stress hormones that are having an effect on our overall system in so many different ways. And so you touched on havening. And as you were talking about that, I don't know why I hadn't kind of made this connection first, but when we, um, when we were preparing for birth before I had Flynn, I did a hypnobirthing course and as part of that one of the techniques that they teach you, they call it soft touch massage Mm
2: -hmm. and they
0: talk about the benefits of that because it releases those positive hormones, which I don't know exactly what they are but I know you will be able to talk more about that and how that actually affects um, our brain and our mindset and all of the things that are related to having a positive birth experience just through that soft touch massage, Mm -hmm. which I I mean, in my understanding essentially that's – that. Can be quite similar to what havening is. So, do you want to talk a little bit about um, how that works, or how havening works, and you know what what the I guess the effect is on the brain, and then how that can shift us back into that homeostasis?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this is the the beautiful thing is that we know that touch feels good. Yeah, we know that when right. a baby is is born, and and not for everybody, but when a baby is born, then it understands that somebody will come in and be there, whether it's a caretaker, whether it's a parent, whether it's an aunt, that we naturally hold a baby and we, we start to soothe it. Mm. So it's it's in, it's in our biology that human touch means that somebody's there. And the biggest fear is that when we're born is that we'll either starve or we'll be abandoned. Mm. Yeah, or we'll be dropped There's the main three. And so... For us, the, the, the way that havening works is essentially doing that, is that when we have a stress response, whether or not that is from the, the nervous system, um, whether or not it's our cardiac rhythm is, is out, we've got a hormonal signal, or from our learning and our past experiences, when there is a threat stimuli that happens that activates our amygdala, havening is a wonderful tool to go in and to self-soothe and self-regulate the AMPA receptors that are sending off from the amygdala. I like to explain that in, in very layman terms that our amygdala is, is like a dandelion. If you think of the weed, the dandelion, that's got hundreds of little sprouts going out. When you blow it, they, they disappear. So the amygdala is kind of like that. When something happens, it, it shoots up. And many people will say it's like the alarm system of the mind. But its job is to let us know that something's feeling uncomfortable, that something doesn't feel right. So we need this part of us. It's often like, you know, anxiety. People are trying to get rid of anxiety, but we need anxiety. We need anxiety to warn us when we get to the, the side of the cliff that there's, we're at danger here. So the goal isn't to get rid of anxiety. The goal is to regulate anxiety, to regulate the nervous system, to come back in on a daily basis to homeostasis. When we do that, we give ourselves a better chance of growing and and developing resilience. So,
0: Mm. so I just want to touch on the anxiety piece for a moment. So. Mm having anxiety and experiencing that isn't something wrong with us as humans it is part of the human experience it's just that typically many of us are in that state for long periods of time because we're not regulating is that what you're saying yeah absolutely
1: yeah
0: yeah It's such a doing- good reframe right because we can you know especially if you've experienced long periods of anxiousness and you know whether it is diagnosis anxiety or whatever that looks like for you it can feel like that is the problem, like I just have to get rid of this and then I'll be good. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, that's so interesting. I love that reframe. Love it. Yeah,
1: and I, always, I work with a lot of teenagers. I work with, with, you know, people of all ages, all different sexes, all different nationalities, and, you know, they come, they say, oh, my anxiety has just been really bad. And, you know, a, a nice little reframe for, for a lot of them is, you know, you don't have anxiety. You're experiencing anxiety. Mm. you have a nose you have eyebrows you have and some of these things are questionable for some people you know you have knees yeah you have a mind you you have these things but you don't have anxiety you're just momentarily experiencing anxiety Mm. and when we change that the way that we talk about anxiety it gives us the power back
0: I love that it's like it's not me it's mm-hmm. something i'm experiencing because mm-hmm. like that like we know that right in a, in a spiritual sense we know that we are not we i mean we're not even our fingers and toes i don't believe anyway mm-hmm. we are our soul we are that we are the we are the thing that lives beyond the body and mm-hmm. so when we attach ourselves to a, an emotion or a diagnosis or whatever that is it it can feel like it's so stuck to us and I love how you've created that separation by just you know that simple shift of I'm experiencing anxiety mm-hmm. I'm experiencing you know whatever it is in my life right now that is challenging me it's mm-hmm. not who I am it's not the soul and the truth of me and the core of me as a human it's just something that I'm experiencing at the moment mm-hmm. and like you said it really gives you your power back mm-hmm yeah, my,
1: my mentor, uh, Karen Hedges, says that we are a soul with a body, not a body with a soul. I love that. Yeah, and that's, you know, just such a, a humbling reminder,
2: right,
1: mm-hmm. to go, ah, yes, and, you know, and our nervous system is shaped by the experiences and the learning that we have. So, for example, that like repeated exposure to stressful stimuli can lead to changes in the way that our nervous system responds to stress. So encoded trauma plays a role in this. Vicarious trauma too. So secondary life experiences, intergenerational trauma, hearing a story from somebody else. Mm.
2: You know, we
1: can adapt to these. Our mind doesn't know the difference of that was something that happened to me in, you know, 10 years ago or it's happening right now. The more that we replay memories and scenes, the mind's re-experiencing that trauma and over time it can change. You know, I often work with people that come to me and say, you know, I, I, when I went through, you know, explains of their experience, it was, it was so painful. It was like a 10 out of 10 in distress. You know, I, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't functioning. I, I, I couldn't get up out of bed in the morning and then time moves on and they're functioning, but they say it, it's, it's not as bad as what it was but for them it's it's like a five out of ten you know majority of the time I'm working with women and as women we do do this we go well it's not as bad as what it was Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but we're still holding on the pain is still there the shame is still there there's sadness there's anger there's resentment and these experiences they're they're shaping us it's giving us a lens to look through so Mm -hmm. when we're in the same or similar position or Somebody is telling us a story, or we're witnessing a a movie, or where we've we've heard about it. We go back through and and are experiencing it firsthand all over again.
0: Mm, That's so interesting. That that's it's it's like there's like now a baseline, right? Is that what? Yeah, like there's a baseline, and so when something occurs that. You know whether whether it's the same experience or whether it's a similar experience, it's like our body's like, oh yeah, I know how I behave when this happens. Mm-hmm. This is what mm-hmm. I do. I go into this state.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, yeah. So that's I guess that feeling of like you know going from a five to a ten really quickly. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking about my own experiences with this, and I found it really interesting what you said about you know going through a really stressful experience and you know being at that level 10 of stress not sleeping and all the things and I went through something like that a couple of years ago after a pregnancy loss and it's the first time I've ever experienced insomnia in my life and it was that Mm -hmm. it was a level 10 level of stress I was Mm -hmm. just not functioning and I'm pretty sure I said that it's not as bad as it was but what that was code for was I can now function with it (laughs) it wasn't Mm -hmm. like it's not it wasn't I've healed it and I feel better it Mm -hmm. was I've now worked out how to function with it. I'm at a state where I can, you know, it's there and I can feel it, but I can function with life now and that's not the answer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and, it, and it truly isn't. So for, for those that, you know, may not have heard my full story, I'm a rainbow baby. Um, for for myself, my parents had given birth uh, just prior a year prior to my birth, and he passed away the following day after he was born. Oh, um, he had an undeveloped lung, and I grew up in a very small country town. They didn't have the resources, so he was flown to Canberra Hospital and and passed on the way. And so, less than a year later, I arrived. Now. In a small town, especially, but but in the the late '80s, we didn't have the the tools and the resources. There were there weren't people that you could go and speak to, you know. You just you just got on with it, mm. and so you know this really um, shaped a lot, and, and it affected a lot of people in the community, not just my parents. You know, people didn't know what to say, or you know, oh, hang on, that that baby looks small. Wasn't she pregnant? You know, where's the baby? You know, they're they're, they're talking about it. And, you know, people again didn't have the awareness or, or, you know, we didn't have social media to make an announcement to tell people. So for myself, I really grew up with this belief system of that it wasn't meant to be me. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I, I believed that, you know, if Josh had have been here, that I wouldn't have been here. And, you know, there'd be little things when I'd get into trouble, I'd think, oh, I'd just Josh wouldn't have done that. Or Josh would oh, have, wow. like, notified yeah and it, and it took me a really long time um to find my way to a belief system of it was always meant to be me mm. that 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 happened and my my beautiful mum has since seeked healing you know it's it's been so beautiful to to witness her and and her expansion and her evolution to release that you know there was anything that that she had done to um you know affect that because she carried that guilt for a really long time you know the the grief of that um you know showed up in in so many different ways and you know when we do go through something traumatic we do we we learn to to live with it, we learn to live with the pain, we learn to live with the the shame that we carry. And I work with a lot of women, you know, because of myself now being, you know, I didn't realize I was a rainbow baby until a few years ago when we started to talk about, you know, this, these experiences and miscarriages and whether or not it's because I'm now in my mid thirties or whether or not it is because we are giving each other more permission to talk about the the experiences that we have had, you know, and so I've supported a a lot of women uh, through miscarriage and stillbirth, you know, Chloe Fisher, uh, Emily for as experiences, Um, and then, you know, a woman just last week that, you know, she had an incredibly traumatic birth and the baby was born at um, 36 weeks and the whole pregnancy, she was told that the baby wouldn't make
2: it. Wow!
1: So she was preparing herself for uh, the baby not to be here, and you know every scan that she'd go in, she was just waiting to be told, you know, that they wouldn't, they couldn't find a heartbeat. Um, and then the, the the baby was born, and and she's she's in a bit of disbelief. You know, she was placed on endone because of the emergency cesarean that she had and the complications that she had gone under, which we know that what Endone does is it it replaces it gives us influx of feel-good chemicals in the mind. So she was then you know trying to get more more endone to continue feeling these feel-good chemicals instead of you know allowing reality to be there and the the medical system had said no no more you know you've had your your prescription and so she was left with an inability to connect with her baby. Um, she also had a, another child that was a few years old, and you know this helplessness, this you know this feeling lost, feeling alone. And you know when you connect all of the dots, there's there's so much trauma wrapped up in that. You know, going in for a scan and being told you know this baby's coming today, and you wow. know being whipped into an emergency room and. And you know, the we've had a, a few sessions now of the havening techniques just to change the way, you know, she's now, you know, within within a week when, when we caught back up, she said, Oh, I can I can think about the birth now and and it's fine. You know, she she wow. then was, was struggling with the baby. The baby's quite noisy and making noises throughout the night. And she's like, I can the, the baby can make sounds now and it's okay, it's not triggering me. Mm-hmm. And so for us this would be something that normally we would just get on with we'd go okay I've got a noisy baby and that noise is really triggering me and it's really upsetting me but I'm, I've just got to get on with it where for her we've changed the way that the amygdala is responding earlier I said the amygdala is like a dandelion and it's sending off amper receptors but when we apply the haven in touch we're releasing the feel-good chemicals We've got the the serotonin, the dopamine, the oxytocin, the GABA, but we're also creating calcium neuron. And what this does is it's a, like a degluer, essentially, and it removes the way that the AMPA receptors are responding on the amygdala. So the fight or flight response, we're activating that. We hear the baby cry and it, we're activated. We, mm-hmm. we see the 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 certain car or we we hear a certain sound we smell a certain thing our our amygdala is sending off that alarm system the havening releasing all of these feel-good um pleasant hormones it permanently removes those receptors. So we can have the experience, we can think about the birth, we can think about the miscarriage, we can think about the stillbirth, we can think about that comment that somebody said to us 15 years ago that we still ruminate on and it's no longer sending us into a fight-or-flight response.
0: That's so powerful, Elle. Like that is just that's incredible to hear how quickly it works to like how quickly this supports the nervous system, because, you know, I think back to, uh, you know, I guess speaking on, you know, in relation to pregnancy and obviously like, you know, as, as I'm listening to you speak right now, I had such an extended conception experience before Flynn, and I can hear how so many times in that journey, this could have been supportive for me. So it was something I was aware of and all the things. But if you are trying to conceive right now, and you are finding that you are really triggered by a lot of things, or you're, you know, you're just, you're going through a lot, you're experiencing trauma, like it is, it is a hard road. And so, or it is for many Mm-hmm. And so if you're hearing that, you know, this is definitely applicable, but my mind is really going to my postpartum experience and uh, mm-hmm. that, 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 you know, that mindset of like, look, being a mum, it's hard and you're going to find it hard sometimes and, you know, you've just got to figure it out and how that can actually be quite damaging. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I had a really positive birth experience, but I did have some challenges postpartum. I would say that reflecting back on the most part, that initial postpartum experience was really positive for me but it wasn't until about eight ten months postpartum and I have spoken about this before on the podcast I, I really hit a low point and you know I think in a lot of ways I probably had been in fight or flight for a long time and everything was triggering me I couldn't receive it was like I couldn't process and receive any more information and I couldn't make decisions I couldn't connect to my intuition like it was just such telltale signs that I was like I'd been in fight or flight for a long time and I was exhausted. (laughs) I was so wrecked. Mm -hmm. And so hearing how this is something that is so supportive for shifting that, but also that it's something that you can begin by the sound of it, you can begin to feel the benefits and the effects quite quickly. Like Mm -hmm. that's really supportive
1: yeah and and you can most of my clients will have a, a response in the in the chair whilst they're they're working with me and whether that's in person or online and um, or, or sometimes it's it's they reflect back i had a woman the other day reach out to me and and in her message she said alpha for, for 12 years i was experiencing utis and i tried everything wow And so she had, for 12 years, had tried absolutely everything. When you're in a situation like that and you are experiencing such physical pain, you do try everything from, you're like, give me all of the the medication, give me all of the holistic practices, I will try everything. And it would usually be triggered if she was in a new relationship with somebody or had had intimacy, which is a standard UTI, always under a lot of stress. Now we had worked together in total. We'd had probably three sessions um, as well as probably some, some group work as well and um, confidentiality is a, a big thing. So I try to not give too much away about where my clients, but I do have permission to share this. And so for her, she, she 12 years of UTIs tried everything. And then the other day she texts me saying, Ella, I've, I've just connected the dots. She said, it's been four months and I haven't had a UTI. She said, I'm in a relationship. I'm having great intimacy and I haven't had one.
0: Wow. She said, I'm,
1: I'm, not a, I'm not even sitting in the fear of it coming. She, gets, she says, I know that that chapter of my life's done. Wow. Yeah. So our job, the mind's job is to protect us. Our mind wants to give us what it is that we tell ourselves. So when we have this belief, just say, using this client for an example, every time I have intimacy, I get a UTI. Mm. If the mind's job is to give us what it thinks we want, the mind goes, oh, intimacy, you want a UTI? Here you go, girl, I got you. Yes. Yeah. When we've had these pre-experiences and we go through something and that happens, chances are it will happen again. So we're, pre- we're always preparing ourselves. Our mind will always move towards what feels good and away from pain. So even if something has been incredibly painful but we survived it, we got through it, it's okay. The mind will allow it. The mind loves what's familiar. and will, will move towards what's familiar because it, it fears uncertainty. That's why breaking habits is so hard.
0: This, is, mind... this is fascinating <laughs> to me. I'm like obsessed with, Um, like the reticular activating system. I think we've spoken Mm -hmm. about this before. Like this is something that when I understood how the mind works in this way that I realised how much I could influence what my mind was seeking Mm -hmm. by, and this is my modality, right, is working on my mindset and being able to be connected to my truth and really allowing that to influence the way that my mind seeks the world. Do you want to explain a little bit about how that works and uh, I guess, yeah, I mean, how it works and how we can use that in our favour? Like, obviously, you know, you've just explained how the mind can, how it seeks out what we focus on, but yeah, how can we use that in our favour in relation to what we're talking about today? Mm. So that's you know,
1: mindset is preparing the mind for what it is that you want. But so many of us don't know what it is that we want because we don't feel worthy of having what it is that we want yeah we don't feel like we're good enough to have what we want so we, we can't even see outside of the, the lens to to grasp onto that because we've had these lived experiences and we've been shaped by a society that says if you think you're you're so good you know you'll you'll be you're egotistical
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So we're, Like who are you
0: to think that? Like who mm, are you to think that you can have yeah. that? Or who are you to think that, you know,
1: yeah. fill so, in the blank? <laughs> yeah, society doesn't say that to us. We say that to ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the evolution that we're in right now of, you know, everybody coming out and saying, you know, we're, you know, we can buy ourselves flowers. We're like, yeah, we can, but we don't. Yeah, we go, oh, yes, I'm, I'm empowered. I'm a bad bitch. But really... We're we're posting highlights on social media. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And so for for ourselves, we we show up in this world where we're so confident that we're riddled with anxiety. Some of the most confident people that I've ever met are the quietest, yeah? And some of the most loudest people I've met that are appearing confident are the ones that are riddled with the, the least self esteem. So, you know, for us it's about self-acceptance. I believe that the biggest thing affecting the happiness of humanity is that we have forgotten that we are enough. And when oh, a baby I is... am
0: with you, that is like that is yeah.
1: Yeah. I when a baby it. is born, I've got I'm I'm not a parent, um, but I do have a one and a half year old Chihuahua, and he is my son, and mm-hmm. I love him. And he has and taught what's me his name many lessons. His name is Jaira. Gyra, yes, that's so and cute. Yeah, and is is such a little blessing. But when he first came home to me, he just knew he could get away with murder. Right? He he knew how loved he was. He knew that all his needs were were being met. He knew he was enough, and he continues to know that. Yeah, but you can meet dogs that have uh, you know a lot of aggression right, that have Mm -hmm. been put into a corner, that have been um, neglected. You know, they, they get really protective around their food. And this is what happens when our needs aren't met, right, they are initially, whether that's only in the hospital, our needs are met. But when our needs stop being met, we do. We start to question our worth. We start to question our enoughness and we do this naturally. So for us, it's about taking that radical responsibility to reparent, to nurture, to love, to hold, and to control our mindset. But it's it's a very hard thing to, you know, to just think positive.
0: That's bullshit. Why are you acting every day? Yeah, it is. If, if anyone thinks that mindset is think positive, like that is, <laughs> like, come on, like, (laughs) no, that is not what this is. It's like you said, it's radical responsibility Mm -hmm. of these are the thoughts I'm having. And that's not supporting me and the human that I know I am at my core or who Mm -hmm. I want to be or who I want to see that I am at my core. Because you are, it's just that we forget Mm -hmm. or we are blocked by our mind that we can't see that we are enough. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I think that yeah, the, the, the idea that focusing on your mindset is just about being positive. It is not that at all. That's total bypassing of what the actual work is. So I am with you. It is about that radical responsibility of, hang on a second, let me look at what I'm doing here in my mind and how that's affecting me. And let me look at ways that I can change that. Mm-hmm. And usually, I mean, 99% of the time, I believe we need somebody to guide us you know, whether that is paying for a program or whether that is listening to a podcast on somebody who resonates. I, I really believe that it's, it's a really unfair expectation to put on yourself to think that you can go from being really consumed by negative thoughts and self-loathing and a really unhealthy inner world to feeling completely aligned with the truth of who you are and feeling worthy. Like it's, it's I would say it's near impossible to do that without support like Mm -hmm. we we, it's sometimes we can't see what we're doing Mm -hmm. ourselves and I don't say that to like disempower like often we can but if you're trying to do it alone and you're feeling defeated like it's okay that you are because there are so many beautiful people who can support you with that work and I think it's pretty normal to find it hard Mm. well
1: for human survival we need connection Yes. So it's, a, it's, an, an, it's innate in us. Yeah? If we were abandoned in caveman times, we died.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And our amygdala hasn't changed, right? Our, our response system hasn't changed from the day that we were running away from lions and tigers. But now the lions and tigers have become our partners, our bosses, past friends, right? our children sometimes. our our threat responses become different
2: Mm.
1: so we actually need community
0: this episode of the awaken pregnancy podcast is brought to you by little love of mine Little love of mine is my business, my new baby that I have recently purchased, and I am so excited to be sharing it with you here on the podcast. And to celebrate, I want to offer you a code for free shipping. So if you would like to head on over, if there's any little pieces in there that you love, you want to gift to someone, you see something that's beautiful for your little one, then you can use this code. So at checkout, enter the code AWAKEN, all caps, and you'll receive free shipping on any order over $50. I'm currently in the process of restocking the store and filling it with beautiful goodies from some gorgeous brands. So even if you don't see something that you're loving right now, make sure you check back soon because there is lots of beautiful stuff coming. You can find all of the details of the discount code and how to access the store via the show notes or the description of this episode the pandemic,
1: the, the last, you know, 15 years of social media has truly changed the way that we're all functioning where it's, we need human connection. And that's why, you know, the, the coaching industry has grown so much because the, the expectation of, you know, give and take, right. I'll, I'll give something, but we need community. We need vulnerability. We need to be able to talk about about things with people and 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 heal through you know whichever modality wants to work for you havening is a psychosensory therapy it's using the body to change the way that that we feel but there's so many different modalities that you can use you know there's meditation breathing um muscle relaxation you can use guided imagery right Thinking of peaceful scenes, you can use yoga, tai chi, acupuncture, right? There's, there's so many different ways that you can change your response to situations. But at the end of the day, it's you. No one's coming to hold your hand. No one's coming to ask you how your day was who, who truly cares. And that's the importance of them investing in yourself
2: mm-hmm.
1: because we do need hum, human um, connection. But we do live in a world that we ask people, Are you okay? And the response is yes. We don't know how to answer that question. We don't know how to have these difficult conversations anymore.
0: Or well, they because... say no and we go, oh, crap. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure it'll get better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: At least blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, well, it's, it's not as bad as what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, you got through that, yeah. And people people don't understand. Nobody understands anybody's journey. For me, I tried every modality. I had, I had tried everything that I could. I invested tens of thousands of dollars into my mental health. I had complex PTSD for seven years. I didn't know my left from right, yeah. But when I sat in that chair, I met a woman in a coffee shop. I was on a holiday up here on the Gold Coast, and I met a woman in a coffee shop. Her name was Karen Hedges. And she'd just been over in the UK and trained in this modality, and I was at the point where I would have tr- I would have tried anything, and I had tried everything, <laughs> right? That I that I thought that was that was readily available to me. And she said, "Well, come and have a session. I'm, I'm, I need a case study." And I said, "Sure." I said, I'll, "I'll give it a go." And she sent me all these videos and all the science and all of the, the stuff. And I and I, I remember thinking, "This is too good to be true." There is no way that I have spent seven years and spent all of this money and all of this time and cried all of these tears and you're telling me in 15 minutes I can have relief. No.
0: Yeah, and like I would have been so sceptical too. I would have been like, okay, yeah, whatever. Go on then, let's see.
1: Yeah, because your
0: expectations are so low when you've been through something mm -hmm. challenging with your health. So for me, my story is with endometriosis, Mm -hmm. um, and just same thing of doing all the things. If there was anything I thought that could help, I tried it. Mm -hmm. I spent same thing thousands and thousands of dollars, and you just you you adjust your belief around healing. You know, I know I did. I was like, look. Mm This is just the way that it is and mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to find a way to deal with it. I'm just going to have to find a way to live my life with this. So yeah. I really understand that low level of expectation.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I remember I was so sceptical but I was an open-minded sceptic. Yes. Yeah, and that's the, that's the difference. And the creator, wow. Ronald, Ronald Rudin, Hayving's been developed over the last 22 years by Harvard-trained medical doctor and um, we know what the pharmaceutical industry is like in the U.S. So he's been very mindful to go about it the right way, so big pharma can't close it down, or you know have their opinions of like they do about many other holistic modalities. And mm-hmm. so I, I sat, I sat in this in this chair, and and it was 15 minutes later. I had this sense of freedom that I hadn't, I don't think I would ever felt. And wow. so you know for it, it. It was just so freeing. And the session went for two and a half hours. So, you know, we, we, but that, that main event that I had gone through. And um, yeah, it was just wonderful. And endometriosis, I, I've worked with, you know, three or four clients, one in particular within six weeks stopped having flare ups. And, you know, it's probably six years since her, her work, or maybe five. I've got a testimonial on my YouTube from her. And, um, and still to this day, no endo. She went and she had a, a natural birth um and yeah a fine pregnancy after you know five years of of endo it's amazing it's it is it's a stress response of our Mm. creativity of our our life force and um life force energy and so when we go in and we create healing around what's causing the stress the body knows what to do Mm. Body that layers everything. really
0: beautifully with, um, you know, I guess the first person who comes to mind is Louise Hay, around, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every every ailment we experience having an emotional connection, and, you know, I guess layering that into what you're speaking about here is, you know, having some type of response to trauma, and that the body has, a, you know, it expresses that in a certain way, and so what you're talking about is you know, I guess, removing the pain point associated with that trauma so the body no longer continues to respond in that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, the, the dandelion is no longer shooting off the response. Yeah. Yeah. So if powerful. The alarm system isn't going. I'd love if we've got time, if I could take the, yourself and the listeners through a havening experience.
0: Oh, I would love that. Yeah. I know that everybody who's listening will be like, <laughs> okay, so what, how, how, how? Yeah. <laughs> I actually just remembered... Um, uh I'm trying to think actually what the like where it was shared but I remember um Hayley Bieber was talking about havening yeah. Yeah. and I yeah there was quite a conversation after she mentioned it because um you know being the it girl she is everyone's like what mm-hmm. what is this yeah. uh but yeah I would love that I would love that
1: yeah, yeah Justin Bieber um is a is a huge havener mm-hmm. uh, he works with my colleague Buzz Megan and um New York physician and and Buzz is the person that that when celebrities are going through something and they've tried everything and nothing's working, they get sent to Buzz. Mm. <laughs> he's like, that person is from New York. But but um, yeah, so so for it, it's, yeah, he's like the, the last resort. And so he was on uh, Justin Bieber's uh, Seasons series. That's um, right. That's
0: where I saw we, it. Yeah. yeah.
1: We also have, you know, the likes of Ashley Graham. She used Havening throughout both of her births. So very similar to hypnobirthing, but using havening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's been in Kourtney Kardashian's magazine. You know, the, yeah, there's many kind of, um, you know, influencers or celebrities that I work with here in Australia, confidentiality doesn't of course, yeah. allow me to, to speak about it. But, you know, from performers that are on stages to radio hosts, to television, to salespeople, no, we can have these things. One of my clients, I remember, was asked to do a speech and she was like, oh, I can't I can't speak in front of ten people in our corporate office, let alone get up and speak in front of two thousand people. I'm gonna lose my job. She had so much fear. We had a session around it and within, you know, the ten days prior to this this speech, she got up and she she did the, the twenty minute speech in front of two thousand people and she ended up, you know, a month later getting a, a pay rise and a new position and a big you know office window in Sydney and you know so it's it's these things that limit us don't need to limit us those tens that we used to have that are now fives can be zeros
0: Mm, how empowering to think of like how how this modality can really open our lives up like thinking Mm -hmm. about that example you've just shared of your client you know speaking in front of such a big group of people and literally being in that state of fear of like I'm going to lose my job like this is catastrophic that this has to happen from going from that end of the spectrum to the other end of it going beautifully and her getting a pay rise Mm -hmm. like how empowering to think that our fears or, or what what our fears are now can actually you know, really be the gateway to something really beautiful, whether it's related to work or like the story you were sharing about the endo or mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's it's really empowering to think that our fears don't have to dictate our future, that, they're that, you know, that you have this gorgeous modality that can support us. Mm-hmm. As, like yeah. it's just beautiful.
1: And, you know, it's combining the the likes. You know, I'm, I mainly work with havening techniques and, and hypnotherapy, so you've got the, the balance of the two. But, yeah, there's like... Six or seven babies on the planet right now to women that have been told you're you're you know completely infertile and it will never happen incredible yeah like you know I can't take credit for that it's the it's the mother who decided to do something Mm. all of the work that I it's got nothing to do with me if you're willing to get into the chair if you're willing to do the healing if you're willing to work through the past experiences that you've had that have reshaped you to have the belief system that you now have or that's that's created a response in your body to not feel like it's safe to move forward in you know getting up on stage or to completing a um a pregnancy to full term and, and then to birth um, it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing you know we we have full control and it's about creating safety in our body so yeah I, I would love to to take every the listeners through an experience Um, there's loads more on, on my YouTube and, and website and things like that but yeah I think it would just be lovely because we've spoken about it to actually give a bit of a
0: (laughs) Uh, I think that's a great idea I would love that if you could give us a little bit of a taste of it and before we do that because um, like while you're in this line of thinking tell us Mm -hmm. how everyone can find you where can they find you what's Mm -hmm. the best way to work with you someone's listening and they're like I'm like sign me up Mm L." tell us what you offer right now as far as being able to work with you
1: yeah. So you can find me L. Louise McBride, uh, e and then I'm across all social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. I'm trying to be better on that one. I think all of us who are over the age of 25 are trying to be better on TikTok. Um, I'm still fighting like, it. I like, don't have oh, it. I'm, yeah. Like, oh, I know that it can be something, but yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just going to sit comfortably on Instagram. So yeah. Instagram is my main platform. Uh, the website offers so much information about all of my different modalities that I use. I am in person uh, on the Gold Coast and then I also work online and there's benefits, you know, to online just as much as there is in person. Um, and, yeah, I have an online portal which there's like videos and workbooks and I have a self-havening course that you can download. So if you really – there's so many different – what the process that I'll take the listeners through is – Uh, just one form of havening, which is called event havening. Uh, It's the most, like the easiest to kind of converse to Mm -hmm. um, like an audience. But then we have many different um, protocols from that as well. So my course kind of takes it into a bit more of a deep dive.
0: Amazing. So I'll make sure I link everything in the show notes so that everyone can find you really easily. So Mm -hmm. if you are wanting to find Elle and anything she's spoken about just now, I'll make sure I've got all those links available there
1: yeah wonderful
0: okay so what do we
1: let's let's do this i'm excited yeah so um for us what we're going to do is just make ourselves um find a a comfortable position and we're not going into hypnosis but we are slowing down our brain waves so we are uh, going to be activating the delta brainwave, which is what releases the field of chemicals so we want to be in a in a space where preferably we won't be distracted so if you're driving just come back and listen to this later Uh, or if you're in a space come back and maybe it can be time stamped in the notes to what time to come back
0: perfect can
1: do. yeah so for us what we're going to be doing is focusing on three main touches and the the havening touch is a gentle stroke from the shoulders down to the elbows and then back up again so shoulders to elbows And it's like one stroke per second, as if you're giving yourself a big cuddle. And then you have the havening touch of the face, which is kind of from the the forehead, the third eye kind of area, down the side of the face and the cheeks, and just repeating that like one stroke per second as well. And then the third and final touch is the hands. So it's almost like you're washing your hands. it's just creating like a a, a motion from the tips of your fingers down to the palm of your hands and just repeating that so you could just choose one of these touches that feel really good for you or you can use um all of them and and mix it up as to what feels good so in a moment to give you a bit of an idea we're going to be closing our eyes and thinking back to an event that has happened in our life and inviting you to use your intuition here and just to go to where your mind goes now if you have experienced complex trauma or there is something that feels um incredibly um difficult to go to maybe don't use that one maybe reach out and let's have a session for for the big stuff but if there's something like like a conversation that's happened recently or an event that's happened that Um, does feel like it's you know a bit triggering we spoke about the the scale of the zero to ten and we'll be using that in this session today so a a 10 out of 10 is highly distressed really uncomfortable um, as if it's happening all over again and a zero is nothing at all no no response I and can give, do you
0: want me to give my example of what I'm going to use here? Yeah, of course. So yeah. we had a, um, like, it was actually just Friday. So we're recording mm-hmm. today on the Tuesday and it was on Friday. Michael got home from work and we're now living in Byron. We're like, let's go to like, I found this um, nice little pub. I was like, let's go there for like an early dinner. They've got a kids playground. We're like, yep, sounds great. And Flynn wasn't about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's okay. He'll, you know, he's, he sometimes struggles with transitions from one environment to another. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, it's okay, mate. Like, I know this feels really hard right now, but. I'm, you know, I'm with you and we're going to, it's going to be really exciting when we get there and the whole thing. Anyway, we got there. He was still crying. He was getting really emotional. I felt myself starting to have a response. We started to walk inside. He was still really emotional and he kept heightening. Anyway, Mm -hmm. it ended up with us leaving both Flynn and I in tears, Michael like, what is happening (laughs) right now? And I was so upset. Like it really just overcame Mm -hmm. me that I was so overwhelmed by his emotion and that I couldn't comfort him with that. And like that whole night I felt off and even talking about it now, I can still feel that it's like sitting there. It was really, it was really intense. I just wanted to be able to help my little boy and he was getting more heightened and it was heightening me. So that's the example that intuitively I feel like I'm going to use. So if anyone's kind of, yeah, I I thought it was just nice to share that.
1: Yeah, beautiful. And you know, you can hear your voice, you know, change as you share that. Mm. Yeah, you can hear, you know, for myself, I can hear the emotion.
0: I can well, feel like I can, I, if I kept talking about it, I would probably cry. I can feel it still sitting there for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And, you know, for us, it, it not only then just changes that, if, if you continue with this, this, this feeling as to what you've got right now, you'll decide to maybe not go back to that pub. Yes. Yeah, you'll go, oh, no, I, I don't want to go there because of what happened last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we think, okay, well, we just can't can't go out, you know, we, and we can only go out on Flynn's terms, which you know, naturally for a child they don't want to go, but then when they get there, you know, they love it. <laughs> they they run off and, and they love it, which is what you were expecting. Yeah, so. You know, for us, it's it's then you know as well. Like I'm so embarrassed. You know, my partner's thinking, "Oh my gosh, what's going on?" My son's now seeing me like this. You know, we have up until the age of a, a child being seven, where their landscape is really being developed. and you know, they're just a sponge, and the amygdala, the fight or flight response that I've been speaking about quite a bit, it develops in in uteri when the 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 um between the second and third trimester.
2: Mm. So
1: for it it, it's building its awareness as to what's a a threat response so you know up until the the baby is you know past kind of even breastfeeding it doesn't necessarily know the difference that it's its own being now a newborn baby still is one with its mother it's so reliant on the mother yeah. And so, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother time. <laughs> right? but, but this is wonderful. So what, what we'll have you do is, is go back into that memory, but I might even um, with the distractions for those that are listening, I'm going to have you say things like the ABC or, or spell your name or say your phone number. So I'm not sure if you're able to mute your
0: I'm gonna yeah microphone. I'm gonna mute myself so that yeah, um, yeah I'm not cool. covering my microphone as well <laughs> when I'm doing my havening technique. Yeah. So I'm gonna put myself on mute now yeah. and you take the floor, Al.
1: Amazing. We'll check back in at the end as as well to see kind of where you were on that scale of, of 10 when we start and, and where you are at, at the end of, of this session. And so a reminder, please be in a safe place for this session. Um, preferably no distractions and just inviting you to close down your eyes and take a nice deep breath in and out as you just allow yourself to just be here now we've spoken about a lot of things today and so just allowing your mind to just drift and wander and travel through scenes and memories and just attaching to something that feels uncomfortable or unpleasant, the past experience that's there. And allow any emotion. Allow a response to this memory, a tightness in your chest, a heaviness on your shoulders, a lump in your throat, however it appears, the physical sensation or the emotional sensations that you feel just for 10 more seconds just fully being present in this past experience that you've already gone through you're doing so well going there now take a nice deep breath in and let the breath go and just start applying that beautiful haven in
2: touch wherever feels good your arms, your face, or your hands. And now just count out aloud to 10 with me one, two,
1: three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine and ten wonderful continuing that
2: havening touch and now say your phone number out aloud wonderful
1: now say the alphabet with me a b c d e f G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y and Z Wonderful Now I have some questions for you What is a name that starts with A What is a name that starts with M? What is a name that starts with S? What is something you can eat that starts with the letter A? What is something you can eat that starts with the letter T? Repeat after me. Two hundred and ninety four, two hundred and twenty two, seven, four, three, two, and one. Place your hands in your lap just for a moment now and take a nice deep breath in and out. And just coming back to this scene this memory and just noticing how you feel now and rate this on a scale of zero to ten and keep that number in your mind wonderful now reflecting on this scene or this memory now So we do one more round of the Havening Distractions. Just checking in on
2: this scene and allow for any emotion to be present. Any feelings to be there and just feel what you would have to feel, see what you would have to see with this event now and really activating it. You're doing so well, really going there for five more seconds now.
0: Three,
1: two, one. And now just start having in wherever feels good, your arms, your face, or your hands.
2: And spell your full name out aloud And when you're done, count to ten. And now, count backwards from 10. And when you're done, say your phone number. Wonderful.
1: You're doing so well. Just spell your name out one more time. and feeling that loving connection. Repeat after me. I am
2: safe. I am peaceful. I am calm. I am safe. I am peaceful. I am calm. All is well. All is well.
1: I'm safe, loved and connected. I am safe, loved and connected. I am safe, loved and connected. All is well. All is well. and place your hands in your lap, or give yourself a nice cuddle, whichever you'd prefer.
2: And just checking back on this scene and this memory. And take a nice deep breath in
1: and let the breath go. As you just see what you see now and
2: feel what you feel now, and come back into the room when you're ready. I'm back (laughs) how is that for you
0: oh it's heaven I feel like I want to go have a nap now though
1: yeah some people either feel like after a session people either feel like they're ready to run a marathon or they're ready to have a nap
0: I'm the nap one (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I do I definitely feel soothed like I feel Mm -hmm. like that's the most accurate way to explain how I feel
2: Mm
0: yeah
1: and, and within that, you know, wh- I, I'd love to know on that scale of zero to ten where you started and where you ended up. How, how does that, that event, did you still work with the same event or did something I like did. come did, yeah, yeah, I did,
0: yeah. So uh, after we did the first round, I was sitting at a six, but I'd noticed a really significant shift. So mm-hmm. um, I, d- I didn't actually acknowledge where I was to start. Mm-hmm. But it was very heightened. It would have been like a 9 or a 10. And then after mm-hmm. the initial round, yeah, it was a 6. And then coming like out of it now, I'm a 0 around it, mm-hmm. which is like like yeah. I was visualizing it then as you just prompted and it just was an event. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't feeling the tightness in my stomach, the lump in my throat, like the, the tears kind of welling in my eyes, yeah, I feel very soothed around it. Mm-hmm.
1: And this is the wonderful thing because you know, for yourself feeling this sensation, I just need to go and have a nap. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. we've created the the rest and digest state now. Yes. We've calmed the nervous system. Where I, I believe you said it was Friday that you went to the, yes. the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, that's four days that you've been in a stress response mm-hmm. from this event. Yeah. And so for us, it's, again, we're just learning to get on, things, get on with things, get on with things, get on with things, where, you know, this can be a zero. Yes. As you've just just done for yourself. And so, you know, for us, that was something that had happened on, on the Friday right that had consumed yourself and who knows how long it it may have continued before you know there was a a diff. you you tried something else but for people I've worked with people that have been holding on to things for you know 30 40 50 years
0: Mm.
1: you know that's my mind
0: is like what I mean you you don't know what you don't know like I'm like of course there would be things that I've held for that long that I just have learned to function with because Mm you know, things from childhood or, I mean, definitely more recently as well, mm. that until you are aware, mm. yeah. Well, and there's, there's,
1: there's no um, judgment of no. what we hold on to because what is, what is upsetting for one person might be pleasant for another,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right, but we disregard our experiences because people have had it worse, yeah, there's big, big T and little T, we call it, big trauma and little trauma, the big stuff that we go through. And then the little things, you know, but it's an accumulation.
2: Mm.
1: And when the mind is in a state of vulnerability, we're more life's likely to have things happen to us. But when we're in a state of resiliency, we can let things go. You and your husband on, on Friday, you're in the same situation with your child, yet both of you are having a completely different experience with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Two people grow up in the same household, you know, and if they've got an alcoholic parent, one child becomes an alcoholic. The other child never drinks.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. The same environment, different outcome. And that's due to the level of of resilience that we have. Mm. The more more resilience we can create for ourselves, the better we can cope, the better we can let things go the easier we can move through the difficulties of life because I love the quote that some of the best days of my life haven't happened yet
0: oh, I love yeah, that one too yeah
1: but you know a reality hit is that some of our worst days of our life haven't happened yet
0: mm.
1: and so you know we can live in this yes the best is yet to come which is again one of my favorite sayings that actually access consciousness um practitioner as well and I love language you know how does it get any better than this but can also be asking those questions in the difficult times now when you're pulled over on the side of the road with a flat tire like how does it get any better than this yeah when you're then called up on stage for you know you've you've um published a, your first book and you're being interviewed on on you know a grand stage how does it get any better than this you know, these, but for us, it's just developing that level of resilience so we can make it through the, the hard times just as much as we can enjoy the good times. Because it's going to happen; things are going to happen. We're humans; it's 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 bound to. Yeah. Right? But it just depends on our outlook as to what we what we want to call in. Yeah. Because when those difficult things do come, we do get to move through them with ease and grace and trust and you know. Uh, uh, a commitment to ourselves and our future.
0: Mm, I love that so much. I love, I love how you've just empowered us all so much. You know, I, I really appreciate how you speak <laughs> the truth. You know, there's no um, simplifying this work and the mm. complexities of what we experience as humans. Mm. I love how you tie in the science and you know the foundation of everything that you teach comes from such a, a, a grounded knowledge of science and I, I really appreciate that and I know a lot of people in my community will as well and then the simplicity of you know what what we just experienced you know and I, I don't say that to um, discredit the work you do because I know it's not simple in yeah. the, the way that it works but yeah the fact that this is a really simple technique mm-hmm. that we can learn that can completely shift the way we live our lives like it's just it's so so powerful and mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for you coming on today and sharing your knowledge with us and also taking us through that experience it was really really special and I'm yeah I'm, I'm just in such a, a big state of gratitude for <laughs> you and the work you do in the world and how you've shared so generously today.
1: Oh, thank you so much it's it's havening is very deceptively simple we say. And it can can be very overcomplicated if it needs to be, and it, it doesn't need to. And you know, it it does. It takes a lot of courage um, to want to work on your stuff. So, you know, for anybody listening that like is on this journey, like, yeah, keep it up because it's yeah, it isn't for the faint-hearted, and it takes a lot of a lot of courage to do something for for yourself and to choose yourself. And you know, to all the mums and all the people out there, like, it's not selfish to to prioritize yourself because it, it then gives everybody around you the the best of who you can be, not what's
2: left of you. Yes,
0: yeah. I love that so much. Mm. Thank you so much, Elle. Like I said, I am, just overflowing with gratitude for you and your knowledge your work that you do in the world and how you've so abundantly shared with us today I'm yeah it's been so beautiful to have this conversation selfishly it's been really healing for me as well
1: wonderful (laughs) and
0: yeah I'm I'm I'm, I know my community are going to love you
1: yeah so I look forward to connecting and hearing from them as well let me know how you go with your session
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Elle thank you Thank you for being here. Your presence is received with deep gratitude. If you loved this episode, I invite you to follow or subscribe to the Awaken Pregnancy podcast on your favorite platform. And if this podcast is having an impact on your life, one significant enough that you feel changed for being here, I invite you to participate in a two-way exchange leave a five-star review in your heartfelt words on Apple podcasts or make a donation to Kate Cattle and the Awaken Pregnancy podcast via the link in the notes for this episode. Thank you for walking this mamahood journey alongside me. I will see you next time.